everybody and welcome to B Squared C, a podcast celebrating the stories of women of color in the corporate world. I am your host, Nancy, and I hope everyone is safe and sane wherever you're listening to this from. Now, I'm speaking to you today from a place of heaviness in my heart. I actually had some fantastic interviews in my vault set to release over the next few weeks, and they were both actually two amazing Nigerian sisters of mine. I, however, took the decision together with them to delay the release of these interviews because of, for all of us needing to focus on what is going on in Nigeria right now. We are now in the second week of protests in the country that have been named End SARS, where Nigerian youth have, been, have taken to the streets to demand their government disband the special anti-robbery unit, a police unit that was initially formed to protect citizens against uh, robbers, but has since been terrorizing them instead. As I speak right now on 21st October 2020, the protests turned violent with the Nigerian army carrying out a shooting at peaceful protesters, killing and injuring a lot of people. I want to take the time today to talk about what is happening in Nigeria and in other parts of Africa and more broadly, the impact that events like this have on people of color when we show up at work. In my conversation with my friends in uh, deciding to not release interview episodes today, what I got to really realize was that this podcast does not exist in a vacuum. The people I interview are real and they show up every day and definitely always crush it at work. But being a person of color sometimes means you are showing up with so much trauma from your life. So let's talk about it. One of my favorite internet celebrities, Evelyn from the internet, made what has become a timeless skit, honestly, a few years back, and it's called Calling in Black. Let's listen to a small clip of it. Have you ever just wanted to call in black to work? You heard what I said. Call in. I don't know if you can relate, but maybe your mornings are a little like mine. They usually go a little something like this. It's morning and your alarm rings. You hate mornings. But you're alive and employed, so you can't complain too long, right? You're right. Because you're a millennial, you instinctively begin scrolling through every news dash feed board, and you slowly start to notice something. Wait, what? Another unarmed black person assaulted and or murdered. Your emotions and thoughts could run the gamut from hopeless and confused to infuriated and reckless. But the other day when I was driving to work and I noticed water randomly pouring from my eyes, I realized something. I was grieving. I have put the rest of this uh, skit in the show notes for your viewing pleasure. But basically... Evelyn is saying she has days when she wishes, just like calling in sick, she could call in black to just express that there are days when the weight of the world is too much for her. I have had many of those days myself. 
I remember one explicitly that I talked about a few podcasts back, but it was the day after the shooting of the nine black church goers in North Carolina by the white supremacist Dylan Roof. Now, besides how gory the whole story was, we also got to learn that in Dylan Roof's manifesto, he invoked the values of the state of Rhodesia which is the colonial name of my country, Zimbabwe, for those who don't know. He specifically noted that he's inspired by this racist regime that terrorized my parents' generation and people in my country. And for me to think the same thing was happening to Black people who are halfway across the world in another time period entirely, it just like came to head for me that morning. I cried senselessly for maybe an hour or so. I could not breathe. And after that hour, I got my shit together and showed up to work. I happen to wear glasses, so nobody can ever really tell when my eyes are red. And I went about my business. Brittany Ray, my guest on this podcast a few uh, episodes back, talked about how she herself also showed up after the Trayvon shooting in the U.S. and was going about her business even when she really, really just wanted to curl up and sob and grieve. That is probably what my Nigerian sisters and brothers are feeling right now. So for those who don't know what's happening, Nigerians took to the streets uh, since a few weeks back to protest police brutality in their country. A special police force called the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, which was set up a few years back to fight armed robbery in the country, ironically became the robbers themselves, not only harassing and robbing people of their possessions, but their lives as well, and with no consequences. Nigerians have shared many stories and video evidence of how members of this unit, uh, called SARS in short, engaged in kidnapping, murder, rape, humiliation, you name it, any kind of sort of demeaning <laughs> behavior um, has already happened to a lot of them. And a lot of my close friends have been sharing these experiences and it's truly horrifying. It's, it's a whole thing and it's, it's a mess. Nigerians have protested this uh, several times a few years back and the unit has been disbanded in courts several times, but nothing has really happened. In just this last few weeks though, it seems like the tide has shifted. Now what happened last night is what really shocked a lot of people. The protests had been largely peaceful until the evening of October 20th, which is last night, when the Nigerian government unleashed their army on their own people. And from reports, it seems that up to 10 people have been killed and numerous other people have been injured. The events in Nigeria are a despicable tragedy, and we hope that someone is going to be held accountable for them. But as an African, I am always processing such tragic events, unfortunately. This year alone, we had in my own country uh, a hashtag Zimbabwean Lives Matter when my government also unleashed violence on my people for asking for some basic human rights. And then you have the ongoing genocide in the Congo over its natural resources. 
and also in the last few weeks has been Namibian youth taking to the streets demanding immediate political action on uh, sexual gender-based violence in their country in a movement that um, has been dubbed hashtag shut it down. I'm going to put all these hashtags in the show notes so you can educate yourself and have a look. There's been at least 200 cases of domestic violence reported monthly, while more than 1,600 cases of rape were reported in the past two months um, in Namibia. Now, this issue of gender-based violence, (laughs) South African women have been at the same fight forever now. And more recently in Liberia, they have declared rape a national emergency. Now, I'm not listing African tragedies for, you know, the sake of it. (laughs) Neither am I saying that um, that is all that that is the only thing going on on the continent, uh, you know, as the West has always characterized us as the dark continent. I'm saying all this to show you that sometimes being black, being a woman and African is like being constantly pummeled by the world. A tweet one of my Nigerian friends posted broke my heart. It said this, I'm black in America a youth in Nigeria, and a woman in between. I'm so tired. To bring it back to work, this year has been the first time that Black people have been able to talk about our trauma in the workplace. With the death of George Floyd and widespread Black Lives Matter protests, for the first time we saw Black professionals speaking up about their experiences publicly. I penned an essay about being a Black professional in the time of Black Lives Matter, and we saw CEOs, brands, and white people post messages of solidarity with us. It has been a momentous year for social political change, and let's not lose the momentum. Here are my messages to the different people who listen to this podcast. First off, to my black friends, Nigerians and Africans, this year has been hard on us. Amidst all the trauma and grieving and just how much action you're taking, please take care of yourself. Be compassionate to yourself and protect your space and your sanity. Those in America, you have an election coming up in a couple of weeks. Definitely might be driving you crazy as well. Just protect your sanity as much as you can. I'm sending especially my Nigerian brothers and sisters so much love and strength about this week and going onwards. And I'm here if you need anything. Everybody else, just like with Black Lives Matter, check on your Black Nigerian African friends and colleagues. Be extra compassionate with them. Be mindful of what they need and allow them the space to grieve and process in this extremely difficult time. And lastly, speaking directly to managers and companies at large, this year has shown us the importance of creating psychologically safe spaces for people to exist and process things like this. Make it okay for your people to be upset at the world. Allow people to show up as themselves and invest in resources for dialogues that are as hard as this. 
Because if it's impacting them in their life, it's going to also impact them at work. And yes, like my favorite, Evelyn from the internets, if they need to call in black, you should let them call in black. Times and trains may change, but your people will always be your biggest asset. I want to conclude with a few hopeful knots in this whole mess. There is an energy about all these movements for justice around the world that is very striking in my view. So when I thought about it today, I thought, okay, millennials, we were the first ones to be described as entitled, right? How dare we want nice things for ourselves? Like, how dare we don't want to have student debt and long work hours? And how dare we not be loyal to companies and just, you know, put our heads down and follow along with larger systems that did not work for us? They thought we were so problematic, but look at the kids coming after us. Shout out to Gen Z for not taking shit from anybody. They not only want better, they demand it. I'm proud and also heartbroken that they are inheriting this mess. Rest in power to all those who lost their lives yesterday in Nigeria and over the years due to this senseless injustice and police brutality. I am hopeful that 2020 indeed is a turning point for change, that we actually, out of this mess, mold a new world that is fairer to each one of us, to minorities, to black people, to anybody who has felt that they don't belong. Thank you for listening. A few parting notes. First of all, I want to give a shout out to the Nigerians I've already featured on this podcast, Melanie and Jen. Y'all are some amazing humans and I definitely know some of your grit comes from being Nigerian, the biggest hustlers of all time. Despite the ills on the ground in this country, Nigeria's potential is insane and unlimited. And I am today standing with you and with everybody else and hoping that there will be accountability and resolution for what is going on on the ground in Nigeria right now. And everybody else, if you have not yet listened to these, uh, the stories of these amazing women, go to episode four with Jen and episode eight with Melanie. Secondly, to everybody else, in the show notes, I have placed links to organizations that you can donate to to support the NSAS movement in Nigeria. I'm also going to place a few other educational resources about these movements, including Shut It Down movement in, Nam in Namibia. And yeah, uh, let's all be part of the solution. Black Lives Matter everywhere, including in Nigeria. I'll be back to my regularly scheduled B squared C content next week. For now, I am your host, Nancy. Be safe, be empowered, and stay inspired.